Welcome to What to Drink Podcast, where we pair anything and everything with your host, Connor Taylor, and producer, Bobby Deason. We are recording. Recording. In hot. Yes. Live. On yeah. the air. Yes. With Bobby and and also Alin today. It's two for one today on What to Drink. We've got two producers in the house. Alin. Whoa. Big, big time. Alin, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I'm excited to be here. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. This is a surprise. Twas, twas. I called up Alin this morning and said, hey, how, do you want to jump on this cast real quick? We've got one of your... Because I will say... Can we call you a super fan? I mean, might be a super fan. I'm a little excited. Yeah. She's a little verklempt. She's a little verklempt. She's was very excited, I think, to get the call. And she immediately said yes, which thank you so much because we, we want a super fan. And then, of course, Bobby, how are you doing today? Doing really good. How are you? Doing great. We Let's talk about the pairing today real quick. Yes. It is what to drink on a fruit day. And it's Gerard Bertrand Orange Gold. Now, were you guys familiar with fruit days, root days, all that stuff before today? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You are lying, Tommy. What are you talking about? Yes, of course. Did not. When it's really short and abbreviated, yes. Yes, I am. You guys can't see it, but his nose is growing long as one Pinocchio's would. No, I'm just kidding. But so we, so that is the lunar calendar. It's, we're going to be talking a lot today about biodynamic principles. And I think. Our guest today might be the most one of the most suited people to talk to us about that. He he's got his eponymous wine label and has had this company for a little over thirty years now, but runs in his blood. And so we're so excited and thrilled to have Gerard Bertrand with us today. Mm-hmm. Gerard, welcome to What to Drink. Thank you. I'm very happy to be there with you guys. Great, great, great to have you. Got you some of your fabulous wines, and I pulled a fast one on us and. I'll have to tell the podcast audience. I actually made a wine myself five years ago from the great American grape called Norton. And I only had three bottles left, so I opened one today. And critics have called it not quite undrinkable. They've called it what do you what do you guys but Gerard tried it and was very very nice about it. You didn't spit it out. <laughs> no, I just spit inside, yeah. <laughs> he was very polite. Well, he did use the restroom right afterwards. That is true. So who the jury's out. <laughs> but well, we are trying three wines today. So mm-hmm. we're trying Orange Gold, the Heresy Red Blend. I think we say Heresy. Is that right? Heresy. Heresy, yes. And then <laughs> Cote de Cone, Connor's wine from uh, Northeast Georgia. But let's talk about... Let's talk about this pairing. How do you, can you help us to talk about biodynamic? What do you think about our pairing today? What to drink on a fruit day? You know, uh, it's, it's important, first of all, to remember to people that Steiner, Rudolf Steiner mm-hmm. created the biodynamic principle in 1924. I mean, we will, we will celebrate next year 100 years of biodynamic and biodynamic has been based, first of all, on agriculture and then later, Maria Thum created the lunar calendar. Mm-hmm. I mean, Steiner delivered to all everybody the principle of biodynamic based on the, the the planet, the moon, but more importantly as well, the connection between the faraway planet external to the sun, like Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn, with with silicate in the soul, and the inner planet, like Moon, Mercury, and Venus, with Limestone. I mean, for when the first time you read that, you say, "Oh, this guy fly very high," <laughs> you know. Right. And uh, I read it three times, and we start to experiment 
And we realized after two, three years that the quality of the wine was much better mm. and the quality of the vineyard was more healthy. And we develop with a biodynamic principle, what we call in the US, the sense of place. Right. Because it's very important for me to reveal, you know, the, the taste of the terroir. And of course, to be back to your question, you know, he explained the, the calendar based on fruit day, flowers day, you know, roots day, leaf days. That means every day when you, when you drink a wine, you can have different approach and you can, and you can feel the, the taste can feel different. And it depends about, of course, your expertise. It depends about the grape variety. But when you have by organic or biodynamic wines, you know, it depends also about the the humidity and the climate, but mm -hmm. more importantly about the planet of the solar system. And, you know, because my father teach me that wine industry is 1001 detail. And if you want to deliver the best experience for wine growers, for, for wine drinkers, it's very important to understand the terroir. Mm -hmm. And the terroir is based, number one, on living soil. You need to have a living soil with a lot of life into the soil and the subsoil. And then you have to understand the connection between the grape variety, the soil, the climate as well. And as soon as you understand that, and as soon as you are connected with your, your land, with your vines, you can try to deliver the best experience for consumers. Right. And so you started off, you started implementing these over the years and you could tell a difference in the vineyard you think of of the taste between ah yeah for sure you know you can measure the the acidity the ph because it's very easy to measure and as soon as you stop to use potassium you see after three four years you know the level of acidity increasing and the ph ph becoming better i mean it's a better balance for right. the grapes and then when you have more acidity for for wines, you have a better potential of aging. And uh, that's why, you know, you can measure it, number one. But number two, what you can feel is complexity of the taste. Right. And uh, to answer your point, I think on Fruits Day, you know, you need to have glass of wine with a very important aromatic profile mm -hmm. based on fruit, right. like, uh, like red fruit, black fruits, or for white, like you know, white fruits, mm -hmm. you know, this is important. And when you go to root day, for example, or leaf days, it's better to have strong Cabernet Franc or right. Cabernet Sauvignon or GSM blend. Things that are already, that are also present in that wine. Yeah. And also with wine with five or 10 or 15 years age already, mm -hmm. wine which develop already the secondary aromas. So the orange gold, what day do you think is best for, for that? When I do think that is better tomorrow, after tomorrow, and the and the days to come. Okay. Yeah. I mean, every single day. <laughs> <laughs> today, tomorrow, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Well, today is a good day for orange gold. So cheers, everybody. We're, that's cheers. what we're tasting cheers. today. Cheers. You know, for me, every day is an orange day. Yes. Yeah? <laughs> we got a new category, orange. Orange days. And it's a little bit about treating the, the vineyard like its own microorganism too, right? Biodynamic, like its own living breathing thing and that you're trying to, you know, you're trying to bring everything into harmony with that, right? Yeah. 
Because we are in the podcast and I can, I think I can go a little bit further and explain more detail. Sure. You know, when you have a measure the life into a soil, when people use conventional agriculture, you know, the French government company really measure how many link between microorganism and bacteria. And in, in the soil, like this, you have 1400 links. But when you move to biodynamic viticulture, you move from 1400 links between bacteria and microorganisms to 47,000. Wow. You reinforce the life into the soil and the subsoil 30 times more. Wow. This is very important. Why? Because as soon as you increase the organic matter of 1% in the soil, you also capture 50 tons more carbon by acre. That means if you had a magic touch and if you increase the organic matter of 1% now in the world everywhere, we won't have any more global warming. Right. I mean, it's that's why, you know, the viticulture must be an example for agriculture. And of course, because it's good for the planet and it's good for the wine drinkers. Right. I had some, I read somewhere that people can compare it to kind of gut health, right? If you're people that are really into probiotics and resetting your gut health and having more microbes, it's kind of that same principle, but, you know, for, for a vineyard or for farming. That's right. Yeah. And people forgot that 60 years ago, everything was organic right? because people start to use uh, chemical products in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And at the end, now it's time to be back to the origin and it's time really to, because we have a lot of expertise to move for organic and biodynamic viticulture, because we have proven, because we have 2000 acres turned to biodynamic viticulture that it's, it's good at the large scale and it's good for, for, uh, you know, for wine is good for the neighbors, is good for the planet, and also is better for the wine drinkers and wine collectors. Yes. It's incredible. And measurable results with that acid exactly. and pH is incredible. Okay. So I know a lot of our listeners know who you are, but I want to ask some kind of some bio questions real quick. So if you had a walk up or at bat song, and I know you're a rugby guy, right? But so there, I guess at bat songs aren't really a thing for rugby, but what would your at, what would your song be? You know, I think my best song for is a message in the bottle from Sting, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because at the end, this is a very spiritual guy. He is also now with his wife, wine, you know, a wine grower and in Tuscany. And uh, he has uh, developed a very important sensitivity for planet, for people. And, you know, what I do think is that when you start to drink, a glass of wine with people, you stop to fight right. and you start to talk. And this is the beginning of a new paradigm. That's why we need more wine in the planet and we need to have more people sharing a glass of wine because at the end, it's only positive vibes. Yeah. So Bobby and I fight all the time. Yeah. And then we get on the podcast and we have a sip of wine and now we're, we're best Forget buds. It. Yeah. <laughs> all day. It's just cats Calm and dogs. Vibes. Yep. <laughs> so... I want to talk about your last supper. If tonight was your last night on earth, what are you eating? What are you drinking? What are you having? What do you have? What do you have? What do you have? You know, I will ask God to give me a second chance for having <laughs> one more day first. <laughs> and and then if he doesn't want, uh, you know, we'll have many things to do. But, you know, first of all, 
I think that time is a human invention. That means remember that two or three hundred years ago, nobody had a watch. That means people look at the sun and they just believe about the sun. Yes, and uh, their life were based on, on the season. And that's it. Now we live in emergency because everything, you know, we have all the connection with everybody. But I think the most important thing is to reconnect with your own soul and then to to try to have a clear vision about your priorities. But to answer your question, I think that, you know, my favorite wine for this kind of events it should be La Forge because La Forge mm -hmm. is a is a wine dedicated for my father who teach me everything in the wine industry and he was his favorite single vineyard as a Serge and Carl they really love La Forge mm -hmm. you know this is based with Carignan 125 years old and a very old Syrah that means this is the blood of the earth that's why you know I will be happy to reconnect mm. with the sources of the family and the roots of the family right And so you, your father, so Villa Majou, right? That was your yes. father. That's your father's property and, and yours now. And, and then tell us about your place in the Languedoc and, and how long your family has been doing this. Oh, you know, my grandmother, she was born the first January 1900. That means she was, it was the first day of the 20th century. And she had an amusing life, very tough, but she was very smart and very strong. And she started to plant a vineyard in 1920. <laughs> and the, the vineyard of Carignan is still there. And we have done a cuvee to pay a tribute to Paul. This is his name, her name. And um, she was an amusing person. And she had nine kids. And my father was the last of the family. And uh, when, you know, and when he was 25, he started to to work in the wine industry and uh, he took over the small family estate. And then uh, myself in 1975, I was 10 years old, but I started to make my first harvest with him. And then when I was 14, I started to work in a cellar and he teach me and it was tough because every summer with my sister, we spent two months in the vineyard working in the morning early. And then of course it was a good education because um, You know, when you spend time in a vineyard, you know, you can feel what, what is a good uh, balance for, for your blend and you can capture the essence of the vintage. Right, right. Incredible. So can we talk about what we have in our glass right here? Because is the Alia Chess. I just, I've been sipping a little bit as we were talking and it's a little, it's got like a little bit of honey and, but then some dried fruits and then fresh fruits too going on. Tell us about orange wine in general. And you're kind of paying homage here to, I guess, Georgian orange wines, right? From, you know, kind of not from Atlanta, but from the East part. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Georgia meets Georgia because I brought you my wine as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think uh, people believe that. Orange is the fourth category of wine, but at the end is the first because the first wine has been made in Georgia 7,000 or 8,000 years ago. And they start to put wool grapes of white, white grapes in amphora. And uh, after the skin contact maceration, after five or six months, they discover that the fermentation process has been over and they start to drink this, this juice. When I try I've tried with my team 75 different orange wines four years ago. We, I came with the idea to try to create a new paradigm for orange wines because 
very often the wine were more or less funky with uh, too much bitterness. And uh, I guess that should be possible to create a new taste of orange wine based on texture and complexity of aromatic profile and then with light bitterness mm -hmm. in order to reinforce the taste and the salinity in the wine. And this is what we have achieved. And we have a range of orange wine now. And of course, orange gold is the most popular now in the world. And of course, we have also Villa Soleia. This is a single vineyard, just rated 96 points by Decanter magazine. I mean, now the idea was to, to bring orange wine in the market and also to create Grand Vin of orange wine. This is what we have achieved. And orange wine, it's amusing with uh, four happy hours, but also with cheeses. That's the best combination with cheese. And when you have a cheese plater at home, you cannot find a better wine than orange wines because you cover all the taste and all the spectrum of cheeses, from goat cheese to, to camembert to blue cheese. It's the best combination. Yeah, it feels, for one, it's really fresh. And I've tried some orange wines before, and this is, the I think, the freshest one. But I think it would be really versatile for food pairing in general, right? Because it's kind of, it's in between. It's not, you know, light and crisp like a lot, like, you know, certain white wines, but it, it has some body. I think it could just be really versatile with almost anything. Yeah, I fully agree. This is a new paradigm for the wine industry. And uh, I do think that in the future... Uh, you will see more and more uh, orange wine in the shelves, in the shops. Just to remember that now in Canada, especially in Quebec, you have 50 orange wine in the shelves. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's growing and people get excited with orange wine, especially the young generation. And this is also an amusing wine for bartenders for making cocktails because of the bitterness and because of the structure. So I would say that you're kind of the king of rosé. That's what I call you because you make so many great rosé wines. Would you say that that maceration or some of those rosé tricks help at all with orange wine because you're kind of macerating white wines? Is there any type of synergy there at, at all or is it? No, I think uh, just to keep it simple for people who doesn't have any idea about orange wines, we have two kinds of grapes in the world. We have white grapes and we have red grapes. And when you make rosé, you use red grapes and you use you do the winemaking process of white. And for orange wine, it's the opposite. You use white grapes, but you make winemaking process of red. Right. I mean, it's it's interesting to see that with two kinds of grapes, you can create four different kinds of white. Right, yeah. And it's funny because we haven't been using that one cat, that fourth category, even though it was one of the first ones. But now it's 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 back. It's back, back baby, back with a vengeance. <laughs> That's great. So let's talk about a couple other things here. If you had to pick one of your wines that you are most like, what which wine would that be? You know, if you ask me if I prefer my son or my daughter, you know, <laughs> I will have a big problem with my wife. Yes, I mean, and I love both of them. I mean, it depends about my mood. It depends about the people I am with. It depends also about the season. It depends also about the food I want pairing. Uh, you know, the, the good thing in the wine industry is that because we have, we were supposed to have 750 meals per year, 
we have and we have only 300 wines that mean we can taste twice all of them right. and mean it's so good to to be uh, to have to have different kind of tests and myself you know of course in the summertime especially when the heat is here i like to have a glass of rosé because it's really refreshing bubbles of course sparkling is very important remember that in the south of france region we were the first to create sparkling in 1531 and the monk of abbey of saint-hilaire they create sparkling and dom perignon was smart he came there 100 years later and he spent time in order to to be teach and he came back in champagne with a methodology <laughs> i mean but it's true and also yeah. We were the first in South of France to create fortified wine. You know, the very famous chemist called Arnaud de Villeneuve, he created a fortified wine in the, in the 13th centuries. I mean, we have a long culture of wine making and wine growing in the South of France, and we start already 24th century ago. Wow. That's crazy. Well, that's right. Well, Thomas Jefferson, right, famously traveled France in a kind of yeah. like made a circle, right? And he, his favorite wine was Limoux, Cremant de Limoux, right? Exactly. You know, Thomas Jefferson, he spent, if I remember, five years as a U.S. ambassador in France. And he fell in love with Bordeaux and Limoux. And uh, when he passed away, they discovered that more than 60% of his cellar was made with sparkling of limo yeah. right. he yeah. was the first who introduced the sparkling of limo in in the usa that's great and that's great and that's why your cremant used to at least have a little tip of the cap the, the thomas jefferson cuvee right for your we have two kind of cuvee but we have used also yes this celebration because you know we have an emotion link emotional link with between France and America since Marquis de Lafayette. And then because you save us two times during the first and the second war, mm -hmm. that means we have a very strong connection between France and America and uh, this is forever. And of course, because we like also to, to share the different culture, mm -hmm. but we all like food and one pairing and, uh, you know, and meet friends and enjoying life. And this is also part of the, of the French Franco-American culture, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Okay, so if you had to retire in one AOC in the Languedoc and you can never leave, where would it be? Where would it be? Corbière, Minervois, would it be La Clap? You know, my playground is Corbière and, uh, and where? And I have spent 10 years to promote the crew of Corbière called Boutenac. And because I was a president for 10 years of this micro appellation, that means this is something, you know, very special for me. From the bottom of my heart, uh, you know, this is, this is for me the ultimate experience I want to share with people. Perfect. Mm -hmm. That's great. And then what Netflix or bingeable series would you pair with Orange Gold? Uh, you know, I try to not spend too much time on TV. <laughs> For those of us that spend way too much time, what what should I watch tonight while I'm drinking the rest of this bottle? Sorry, Len and Bobby, I'm taking the bottle. You know, uh, myself, I am a sport guy, and uh, I really enjoyed uh, to see the sport series. And uh, I, I like the way Michael Jordan, uh, you know, continue to be on top of the list for... Mm -hmm what he does now, and he's also wine drinker, and he's also a cigar smoker. I mean, this guy really enjoy 
every single day of his life is much winner, but more importantly, you can feel his, genero his generosity and friendship. I mean, I think Air or Michael Jordan's life, it's for me something matters. Yes, Air and Orange Gold. David Scholberg would love that. It's <laughs> great. Right up his alley. Yeah. What do you think? I said it would be right up Dave Scholberg's alley. Oh, yeah. Yes. Totally. Absolutely. Or the last last dance, you know, the last documentary, dance. Michael Jordan, that would be yes. a great one with it. That would be a great one. Okay, so, and then kind of lastly, what is your, and I think we kind of know with Biodynamic, but what, but what is your mission with Gerard Bertrand Wines? You know, the mission is something different than the vision or the strategy and so on. The mission for me is to prove to the people in the world that organic and biodynamic farming is a solution. And it's important for me to convince people from the viticulture to turn to organic and then biodynamic viticulture. Because, you know, at the end, we are there for, for for, you know, 20, 40, 50 years working in the vineyard, but we have to let a better planet for the next generation to come. Mm -hmm. Of course, I know that when you stop to use chemical products and when you start to use biodynamic agriculture, you, you reinforce the quality and the sense of place. But the mission is to prove to people that, you know, the wine are better and the people who work in the vineyard feel better and the soil you know, develop, you know, a better life. I mean, this is a game changer. And uh, I want to continue to prove that. And we create a foundation called Origin Nature in order to really spread out the message of biodiversity in the world. Well, I love what you said yeah. that you could, that, you know, if we converted all vineyards to biodynamic, it would put a big, you know, chip in and global warming or in carbon footprint. So you're getting to do that and you're making delicious wines. That's so it's, it's Thank yeah. you. what a great way to be an advocate for the environment when you also, also get to, you know, create really some of the best wines I've tasted. I think they're just, they're just really wonderful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Bobby, Alind, would you, do you have any, any questions uh, or anything? I did have one. I'm a big sports fan too. And I know with you been rugby, how did rugby shape like, your life and getting you ready to go over the winery and how does that kind of coexist together whenever you were coming in? You know, when I play rugby, rugby, I play at the top level, but rugby was not professional. I mean, I had to manage in the same time my rugby career and my work, my job. Of course, my priority when I'm between 30 to, to uh, 20 to 30 was really to focus on my career, but I was already working 40, 50, or 60 hours per, per, per week, depending on the season. I mean, you know, it's a lesson of humility, but I think rugby is a school of life and rugby also developed my leadership as well as my, my friendship. And I realize also that if alone you go faster, together you go further. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the team spirit is very important. Loyalty also is also important. And also I discover that in the rugby, you never give up because at the end, life is an experience and uh, nothing is easy. And, and at the end, my father teach me that the wine industry is 1001 detail. And as soon as you do it properly, you cannot fail. And if you fail, you learn. But at the end, you know, if you do the things right, People enjoy your wine. People enjoy also to spend time with you. And at the end, you create 
an emotional link with a distributor, with with wine wine drinkers and wine collectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy my life because it's a journey, and because I start, you know, with only three people, and now we have seventeen estates, and we have four hundred and fifty people working all together for promoting the South of France experience. Not only wine, but wine, food, culture, art, and everything. It's it's incredible. And you make so many different styles of wine. You make some of the best rosés, reds, still sparkling. Thank you so much for putting it all out in the world. Thank you for trying my wine and not spitting it out that we saw. And most importantly, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And and thank you for your, your mission for bio dynamicism. I didn't say that right, but, but, but all your work, your eco-friendly work. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all of you. And you know, if you don't know what to drink tomorrow, you have to ask for Norton wines <laughs> because it's a really an amusing wine. And, uh, and uh, when you will have not any more bottle to drink, you can ask for Eresi, Orange Gold, or Chateau L'Hospitalet, or, you know, La Forge, or Claude du Temple, the best rosé in the world. Enjoy. You can just keep on going and going. <laughs> Thanks so much for being Thank here, you. guys. Cheers. Thank you. If you love what to drink, would you please hit the follow button, give us five stars if your heart will allow it, and leave a review with any pairing or person you'd like to hear from in the future. Thanks for listening.